Alright guys and gals, what's going on? What's up Duba? Good to see you guys. Welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of AV Club. We're happy to see you guys here. And I'm going to adjust the way this sucker looks. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like all jacked up. This is total pro podcasting right here. It is the best. It's the best. It's the best. It's the best. It's the best around. around. We're never ever. Nothing ever gonna happen. <laughs> <around. laughs> there we go. There we go. That's ah, a little bit less crazy. Alrighty, dudes and dudettes, welcome back to our fifth episode of the Hill Valley AV Club podcast, where we discuss all things movie and movies and TV and why we love it, why we think it's great. It's a live Ooh. show, which means sometimes you do things on the fly, like adjust how things look on your screen. That's why they call him Captain McFly. McFly, because it's on the fly. And if you are listening, and if it's uh, your first time here, we're joined by um, two returning guests, actually. Uh, first, we're joined by uh, one of our uh, community members, Mr. Steel Man Bat, making his second appearance. Thank well, you for what? joining us. <laughs> Welcome back, my man. And uh, we're also joined again by a wonderful bearded man who's wearing probably one of the coolest shirts I've ever seen you could get at Target, Mr. Mega Magwitch. Boom. I'm just a Target shill. I've been <laughs> placed here for product placement for Target. <laughs> Hashtag ad. Everyday low prices. <laughs> also, um, I take, I resent not being called a community member i have my captain mcfly emote that this I is true chat, this is so. true this is true this is true Bullshit. and my <laughs> wife just followed the channel apparently so ah very Woo. true well thank you mrs <laughs> mega for following as well i should i will rephrase community member best friend and uh fellow beard entrepreneur connoisseur <laughs> mr mega language <laughs> welcome back guys thank you so much for coming and uh thank you for uh taking the time to watch another movie that i tell you to watch <laughs> and I, uh, I loved it yeah it's my favorite homework of all time i know right yeah. it's like you were punished <laughs> you must watch this movie <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh well if this is your first time here guys uh this is a monthly podcast where i myself i curate a movie for you guys to pick and watch on your own the catch is that it has to be a movie that you can watch on a streaming service whether that be netflix or prime video or hulu or stuff like that um, you watch it on your own, then we get together and then hang out and, uh, discuss it, but also talk about other things we've been watching since our, our last time we got together. And, uh, that's where we're going to kind of start off. And, uh, actually, you know, before we kind of get into it, it's actually the first podcast of the new year. Um, it's our first show of, uh, 2018, which is kind of fun. Um, but it kind of got me thinking a little bit of, um, my favorite movies and things that I watched in, um, in 2017 uh something that i usually do on my own is um i use an app called uh, letterboxd um l-e-t-t-e-r-b-o-x-d it's like a film diary site and on there it's kind of like a, a film journal but also kind of like in a way like a facebook for movies as well and uh, you can kind of see what's coming up in film circuits and things like that make lists and uh, kind of keep track of what you've been watching, and they send like a big list of uh, everything that you watched that year. And I haven't gotten mine, so come on, Letterboxd. I'm giving you a plug, and you're not giving me my things. But they'll give you a list that says, like, you watched this many hours, this was the most, uh, your top director, or the most films directed by this one person, or the most uh, 
watched actor that you had or most watched actress. I think last year I had Samuel L. Jackson as my top actor, Peter Jackson <laughs> as my director. And then I don't even remember how many movies I watched. I think it was like 167 or something, something like that. It's kind of weird. I know. Slacker. I know. I'm such a slacker. I am a <laughs> slacker. slacker, McFly. I am. And because there, there are times when, um, when I first started to do it, I was watching like just shy of 200 and I've been slacking. Having a baby will do that to you. So get ready, Mega. Your movie watching time's going to get cut. <laughs> it's okay though. It's okay. They become like a new form of entertainment for you. Yeah. They're, they're basically a movie, like a really slow paced, boring one, like ghost or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very much. <laughs> right? So, um, I guess I kind of asked you guys to kind of think about some of your uh, your favorite movies from um, from last year. And, uh, Mega, we'll start with you. What were some of your favorites from uh, from 2017? Oof. Oof. Do we have to start with me? Can I pass? Sure, we can pass. Uh, we can go yeah, to Steel pass, Man. Pass. All right, good, good. Steel Man, what I were some think. of your favorites from uh, 2017? I would like to ask the audience. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I was thinking about it and I made my list and realized that, uh, I mean, you know, people are always writing articles about how much like superhero movies have taken over cinema these last few years. Yeah. When I looked at my movies, I was like, wow, it really is true. Cause there's at least several of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of them is, um, uh, cap your, your namesake of your, of your child, Logan. Yes. That was an, Excellent, excellent one. There was... may not be an autobiography of my son in the future. <laughs> I sure hope not, because that's like the most depressing. Movie yeah, maybe not. I, would, I don't know if I want to wish that evil on my son. <laughs> you will be drunk, bummer. alone, upset, <laughs> and taking care of a senile, powerful old man. <laughs> that is awesome. Good luck. But uh, I loved, I loved that one. And actually, on the actual, the complete opposite end of that spectrum was the Greatest Showman, another Hugh Jackman. Uh, movie at the end at? of this year. Mm-hmm. And, I didn't uh, see that. I've missed dude, it as well. It's so good. It's I almost didn't go. And mm-hmm. when you're done with it, it's basically it makes you feel all warm and toasty inside and outside. It's okay. just it's so good. The, so what, what's you, the deal with it? Like, what's the deal with Greatest Showman? Is it a musical or? It's a straight up musical. So okay. if you don't like musicals, you probably won't like this. But they've modernized it in a way that anybody can enjoy it. So it's kind of in a, in a, some ways it's a little bit like Moulin Rouge or something, Okay. but um, it's, it's way more family friendly, but it's just kind of like an uplifting, inspiring movie. Is it kind of like the same visual style as Moulin Rouge where it's like very, uh, like almost psychedelic sometimes, or is it? No, more not like as much play like or more like movie like, I guess a little bit more theatrical. So theatrical in the sense of like a stage play, not like Moulin Rouge because mm. Moulin Rouge is almost like a drug trip. I and love yes, that the first two movies you've referenced have both been Hugh Jackman. Films. I know, I know right? <laughs> and when this movie started, I was like, this looks like the greatest showman, but like depressing. The one we're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I thought yeah. that was interesting, especially after watching the prestige, because he plays such different characters. But um, so two of those. And then I think the other two that I was going to reference are um, Lego Batman mm. and Wonder Woman, both. I really enjoyed. So again, superhero all over the place. But anyway, y'all go for it. All right. I'm ready. I've looked up a list to refresh myself. (laughs) Go for it. I definitely have movies to mention like that stood out when I saw them in theaters. Get Out. Ah, That's a great movie. Really enjoyed Get Out. Really good movie Mm. that... I don't know. Just fantastically well made. The guys from Key and Peel are like they understand movies. Like if you right. watched the show, 
it was apparent that they understood movies and characters like immediately, but like having them having a movie that they get to handle or that it's only uh Jordan who did this one, but still it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh, I've, really... I've missed Blade Runner. I've heard like uh, that's just like a visual ooh. just I'm not a visual guy, but yeah. that movie is like one of the like prettiest movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like it's so nice looking. It's crazy. Um Baby Driver was a movie that I didn't love it, but I liked it. Oh. That. Like I wanted to love it more than than I did. I wanted the soundtrack to be a little bit hotter than it was, but really? it definitely had really cool moments. I don't know, that's just me. Okay. That's just me. We'll talk I, some I did really like it. And I really liked it had that classic uh, Edgar Wright thing that all of his movies have where it was like really well set up and paid off the way it was written. Like as soon as baby puts on the TV, like early in the movie, it was like everything on this TV. As soon as you put it on, it's like every single one of these things is going to be referenced later in the movie. Yes. And like every totally. single one of them was absolutely they referenced the monster sink line. They have, they had the guy fighting the bowl. And of course at the end of the movies, well, you get like the guy seeing red, like red lights lighting him and he's driving him down. I was like, that's perfect homage to, mm-hmm. to earlier in the film. I thought that was great. Coco is a really good movie. I uh, missed Pixar Coco. Movie. I wanted to watch. Coco's I was, a great movie. I was that so is on ruined. the fence about it. It was a great movie, and it was ruined by a thirty-minute horrible Frozen like inter like intro. It was so. Oh, I, I heard it, about that. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, like, yeah, like a bunch of movie people, theaters have, were told to pull. The, uh, yeah, the short they, film. they got rid of it because they, they didn't believe in Coco enough, I guess. So they were like, well, we'll tack a Frozen thing on. That's ba- It was basically like a made-for-TV Frozen thing, but they threw it on at the beginning of this. And it's literally like 22 minutes long. And I heard it's it was like terrible as well. Oh, it's so mediocre. Like yeah. aggressively boring and mediocre. mediocre. And I just remember like... I was in the theater and this guy next to me was getting so angry during this <laughs> thing. And it ends... It ends that special, and then it does like a quick, like two minute, like making of Coco thing beforehand. And as soon as that started, this guy was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like he was so angry. I just picture this like this really like overweight guy with like butter dripping down his stomach with like this big bag of popcorn. Like, come on, yeah, start your movie. It's pretty accurate. And we were in one of those theaters with the reclining seats too, so he was he was at the height of luxury. He could do nothing but complain. Now, were you were you in the same row as him? Like, were you sitting next? to Oh yeah, he was. He was literally right next to me. So I was just sitting there, like, ah, this guy's angry. I mean, I wasn't happy, but like that would turn a bad situation to an entertaining one because now it's like this guy's just legitimately pissed. It was and a cartoon. So. <laughs> don't don't mess with people's kids' movies, man. Seriously, no, don't. Don't, don't do it. Business. Don't do it. You'll get punched uh, in the mouth. Other two movies that I saw this year that stand out to me from seeing in theaters. Uh, one that I wish had done better mm-hmm. is Logan Lucky. Um, I heard I good like, things about Logan Lucky. I really like heist movies, mm-hmm. and that was like your classic redneck Ocean's Eleven. So yeah. I had fun with it, mm-hmm. you know. Um and then the other one that I really like was The Big Sick. I really like that movie a lot. Well, that okay. was the, uh, I've been meaning to watch Camille that. Camille Ninja. I don't know how to Nanjiani? say his name. Nanjiani, yeah. About his wife's and his relationship, like real life. Yeah. Um, That's actually that on movie, Amazon Prime right now. It is, because it was an Amazon produced movie. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I remember. Like it's an it's a really good movie. It's really like heartfelt, like good romantic comedy kind of vibes. You know, you want to feel good. Not necessarily like 
your classic like guy rolls his eyes romantic comedy, but right. like, you know, just like a good heartfelt movie. Um, and the only thing that I meaningful story about it that I have is after the wife and I saw it, mm-hmm. we um, we were over at her uh, her mother's house with her like her younger siblings that are like in middle school or uh-huh. whatever were there, and we were talking about it, and we were like, she was like, it was a really like uplifting movie, and I just remember her her little brother was like, you know what else is uplifting? Church. And we were just like, what are you talking about right now? This is like the most random like thing to add on ever, and it just made me laugh so much. So, yeah. That is funny. So there you go. If you want a, an uplifting moment, you can see the big sick, or you can go to church. There you go. So, Very you nice. Go. Um, kind of piggybacking off of you guys, you had a bunch that were on my list as well. Um, Logan was on mine and so was Get Out. Um, but a couple that were on mine that um, I was kind of surprised by. And some of them were actually Netflix produced uh, produced projects. Uh, Icarus. about It's a documentary uh, produced and uh, distributed by Netflix um, about the uh, blood doping scandal with uh, Russia and the Olympics. Ah, yeah, I never yeah. saw that one. If you are into documentaries, it is, it's one of those where as it keeps going, it's one of those things where it, uh, I couldn't believe it was real. Like, I couldn't believe this was happening. It was so absurd and so ridiculous <laughs> that it just, I couldn't believe it. It was so stupid. But at the same time, it's like, this is really happening. It The, the rabbit hole really goes that deep. And it, it's really interesting. It's very cool. Um, it, whether you're into sports or not, it's, it's just a very interesting documentary. And it's it has a lot of espionage qualities to it. The pacing's great. Um, another one was uh, Okja, another Netflix uh, uh, movie. Yeah. And I'm almost positive this movie uh, triggered the birth of my son. <laughs> we we seriously my son was born on a monday we watched this sunday night <laughs> there you go man it is um it's it's cool oak just an interesting film it's about um it's uh uh bongju bongju ho or oh gosh I, can't, I think that's his name he's the guy that did snowpiercer and okay. um it's very stylized yeah snowpiercer is fantastic <laughs> Yeah. Another uplifting movie. <laughs> right, exactly. But if you if you like his aesthetics and you like his style, then you'll like Okja as well. It takes place in the future. Um the world's overpopulated and they're trying to find a cure for uh for the hunger crisis. There's just there's a big food problem. And uh also just, you know, the byproducts of making food as well. And even just animals and, you know, methane and, you know, just the process of just having animals is is a problem. So they're looking they discover this like super pig is what they call it. It looks like a cross between like a hippo, a pig, and the eyes of a dog, but it's ginormous. And apparently it like doesn't poop very much and it makes like incredibly nutritious food that tastes good. And uh it's got Dear t- Lord. Yeah. And um <laughs> they like they basically send them out to different farmers across the world. They're gonna pick the the premier super pig, and that's where they will raise and have all those animals you know, grow and, and thrive based on how well they do across the world. And, uh, this one girl grows an attachment to hers who she names Okja and the curtain, the curtain kind of starts to pull back a little bit, kind of like the wizard of Oz. And it kind of goes from there. And, uh, you got some interesting people in there. Tilda Swinton, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, I feel bad, but, um, it's, uh, Oh my gosh, I'm spacing out, uh, walking dead. It's the, the guy that plays Glenn on walking dead is in it. Um, I'm, I'm spacing out on his name. Oh, he'll forever be known as Glenn from the Walking Dead. Right. And then this other guy too, I feel bad. Paul Dano, but yeah, there we go. Paul Dano's in it as well. 
Um, it's very good. It's on Netflix. I, I recommend it. It's um, it has some sad moments. I mean, you do see some animals in peril. If that will make you cry, don't watch it. Um, it broke my wife down. <laughs> <laughs> and she went into labor then. at five in the morning the next day. So, so I mean, you know. zero chance that my hormonal pregnant wife is making it through that movie. So <laughs> I not would happening. not recommend it. <laughs> Maybe until later. But it is interesting. And then um, another documentary uh, on Netflix as well, Chasing this Coral. Documentary nerd. I know. So I like what? documentaries. I like good. <laughs> I like good documentaries. And then um, Get Out as well. Um, Thor Ragnarok. I thought That's it was a, a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. That made me very happy. I actually missed that one in the theater. Uh, Somebody in your chat said a very good one that I meant to mention. Which, which one? John Wick 2. John Wick 2. Oh, that's so that's how you do good. a sequel. That movie mm. was top notch. Like, mm. I enjoyed John all Wick. All the ridiculousness. That's of, a, yeah, John Wick is not like your... It's not a, an enlightening film. No, gonna, uh, you know what you're getting in there. It's like yeah, you, you're exactly. pulling up to McDonald's. You know what you're doing. Exactly. It takes, you know what's it takes the action. It takes the action drama and like makes it connoisseur esque. Mm -hmm. Like it's so mm -hmm. good. Exactly. It's, just, it's just so well made that that's yeah. like, mm -hmm. it's like it's not a lot of modern action is hard to follow or isn't very well shot. But they sure. shoot everything perfectly. Right, and you never movies. get lost. And one of the things I no. like about uh, John Wick as well is Keanu like looks tight when he's doing all his movements like you can tell he oh, yeah. prepared for he everything puts work in that yeah movie. yeah like, like walking watching him just like work a weapon you're like this guy could like seriously just you know really do the matrix he could be neo mm -hmm. right now he is neo at this yeah. point yeah he trains he trains for months prior to those movies mm -hmm. yeah it's incredible they feel, those movies feel like i don't know like <sighs> good comic books brought to life like not mm -hmm. like superhero ones but like the random ones that you grab that are just like like that's a, a next really level cool comic story. book yeah like yeah. the the whole world is so cool in them and he's just so awesome i don't know mm -hmm. supposedly like they're bringing like supposedly it. they're trying to create a showtime series on the continental the the Ooh. like the whole underground oh are they really world. that's I awesome that. i could that's really get into cool. that yeah that's one of the things I really liked about that that movie too was the world building, you know, mm -hmm. with like the different sects of um, just the different organizations and like especially just the hotel, just the hotel. I would love just to like just know what goes on, who's coming, who's going, what are they doing, how's business work, and just how everybody just follows the rules. Everybody, you could cool definitely do a whole like spin-off like mini series that's just like one-off stories told in that hotel totally like, interesting things going on in there yeah yeah i really oh. hope that um that showtime you said it was showtime right steel oh we may have lost him oh uh, no no i'm here sorry sorry okay <laughs> <laughs> see what you were My saying God. you were saying that uh that was going to be on showtime the uh the continental storyline that's what i saw that they were trying to nab the rights to it or something interesting so that is something i would pay keep an eye on it i would pay for that um and then my favorite movie of the year uh was actually baby driver that was my favorite that. that was my favorite right. for many reasons one i am a sucker for edgar wright first and foremost he's really good the i mean dude, you can't go wrong with him yeah after that movie i'm like this guy might be my favorite director period <laughs> he might be my I think favorite you could easily make an argument at least for working right now exactly like, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah totally yeah. and uh, i mean for me Baby Driver is a kinetic musical. The mm -hmm. whole movie is a straight musical. I mean, it's everything is much, on beat. Everything. The way that 
I mean, Scott Pilgrim was a lot like that too. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was a musical, but with fight scenes instead of music. Like right, exactly songs. And I don't know, Baby Driver. I, I see where you're coming from. It's a good movie. I mean, it is. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I and um, I, and what was also kind of fun is like when he starts off and you see him watching TV. There's there's so many like little Easter eggs in every one of his movies that kind of like if you've been keeping up with his filmography or things that he had done earlier in his career, you see things and they 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 find a way to make their way in there. Like uh, on the TV where it has like that music video playing like right at the top of the film. It's actually one of the first music videos he ever did that he initially came up with the idea for Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. Where like it's the guy just sitting there just listening to music in the car and that's kind of the kind of the the origin of Baby Driver. And so it's kind of cool just to see those little nuggets or just little shot sequences or just little things like that just are consistent with it. And I just I liked it. It was it was fun. It was it was great action, very creative, good use of motion, fun car scenes that honestly made me think, wow, you know, I'm curious to see how this will inspire chase scenes to come, you know, like kind of like, um, and you can see like homages to other, you know, movies like, uh, like the sting and, um, I'm spacing out on a couple other ones, but like other ones where there's like a, there are car chase scenes and you can see where he kind of, you know, took some inspiration on how to, how to move the car and make the car not only just, you know, a prop, but also kind of a character itself within the film as well. I don't know. It's it's a movie that really I don't know it really spoke to me personally and I just I enjoyed the hell out of it I loved Baby Driver I love yeah it. I have to watch it several movies I'll mention are on my to watch list mm-hmm. and um, what you were saying is uh, the baby uh, we have a one and a half year old and he has cramped my style <laughs> <laughs> he definitely gets in the way for sure of uh of the movie it's watching worth stuff it, yeah I guess. Yeah, French Connection. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Serotonin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There it is. Yeah, French Connection. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's I'll definitely some French like, Connection love in there. I know we're missing an obvious one. Yeah, I always feel like, yeah. I feel like such a schlub for not for not having that on top. But um, also, too, something that, uh, that I've been doing, uh, I posted it in our, uh, our Discord chat, um, which for if you're listening to this on iTunes or um, or Podbean or Google Play or somewhere else, uh, we, uh, have a thing called discord. Sorry. I got distracted and zoned out for a second. Uh, it's basically like a, kind of like a live chat forum group text thing that you can join in. And we have uh, discussions on there, but I posted in our AV club section where if you were to watch one Marvel movie, I think starting the first or second week of January, it would lead you perfectly right to the w- opening weekend of infinity war. Oh yeah. And I was like, Ooh, I want to do that. And then, um, one of the one of our mods, uh, Estrone, was like, one one a one a week. Get out of here, you casual. I might do like five or six a day. It's like, well, oh, right. like, <laughs> I was like, well, all right. We've kind of worked our way through a few right now. I think we're up to chronologically. We're up to. Uh, we just finished Thor: The Dark World, so we're getting pretty pretty close. Uh, to kind of the halfway point, I guess. But that's it's, it's been intense, fun. That's an intense feat to watch them all. It is, but there's, there's a, a lot of time, of though, right? It's it's basically leading you up till May. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's 17 movies. Well, if you count Black Panther, I think there's 17. Golly, yeah, so that's 16. amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine a movie series like could you, when you were a kid. Could you even imagine like no that I don't know that's ridiculous. It's, it's like James Bond, but like within like within a, a such a short span. Yeah, like it's yeah. crazy. 
Absolutely. <laughs> it's beautiful. Oh yeah. But that makes it kind of fun though. Like it's it's one of those things where it's just gosh, there's so much to watch. Um but also too, um I went I went and revisited Star Wars The Last Jedi with a uh, with one of our one of my one of my mods and a personal friend, uh, Coonster. Uh we got together and saw The Last Jedi. It was the first time he had seen it and my second time. I can say after a second viewing, I feel better. It's but I, better on the second viewing. I'm man. proud of you, man. I'm proud of you. Mm, but but some of my <laughs> problem some of my problems and feelings yeah. still stand. But uh-huh. I accept it a little bit more, and I'm not as bothered by it. But I, I still kind of hold true my same feelings, and we have a whole podcast about it in a in a bonus episode. But it's one of those things where I wished I loved it more. I think it took a lot of chances, which I appreciate. I think there were just maybe a couple too many. Are we are we talking about Destiny Two right now? Sorry. Wait, what? <laughs> zone out. Ouch! My my life is all bleeding together. Ouch. There were too many chances that didn't pay <laughs> off. What's going on? <laughs> Coming in with a haymaker. Bam. <laughs> I did see a thing on uh, on Twitter floating around where someone found a tombstone in Fortnite and it has D two on the on the tombstone. I oh was, my god! I didn't know if that was photoshopped or if that's actually in the game. If so, I want to like, believe it's in there. I, I was like, believe it's man, in there. that's that's some savage stuff. Some savage stuff. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's been fun to kind of work my way through uh, or work our way through the Marvel movies again and get a chance to rewatch everything. And I gotta say. Iron Man at the very beginning kicking everything off still kind of holds up. Oh, that's a yeah. That one is top notch for a first like Yeah. Yeah. Like for a very the very first entry into you know in the teens like the 15 mm-hmm. 16 films that have followed yeah. since then. I mean, dang, dude, it is was- great. It's crazy because like Iron Man wasn't really a popular character when that yeah. was made and like yeah. Robert Downey Jr made like less money than Terrence Howard on the movie. Oh, yeah. Like, he gosh. made like nothing cuz he was such a liability to hire cuz his career was like in the pooper, mm-hmm. you know? And like can you just imagine what what would the Marvel universe even be without him as Iron Man? Without he Iron is Man? Tony Stark. Like, yeah. He is that like, guy. It's so crazy. Well, I remember, I remember when they were advertising for it, I thought, oh, this is going to be a total bomb. <laughs> 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 Little mm-hmm. did I know. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. But yeah, yeah the I, uh, cast is amazing too. With yeah. Jeff Bridges and... I gotta it's not gonna crazy. lie, like part of me was bummed that uh Terrence Howard didn't continue. I heard he kinda asked for more money and uh Disney said or Marvel said, Huh, no. no. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nope. <laughs> bye bye. He wanted he wanted more than he was worth is what I've uh That's what I heard I've too. Read. I've also heard yeah. he's a bit of a pain to work with. Um, I can imagine that. That seems he just kinda has the vibe like he might be. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. But yeah, I I've enjoyed Don Cheadle. As uh, as Colonel Rhodes instead of he's, Terrence Howard, he's come into his own over mm-hmm. time for sure. Yeah, they've given him some good lines, and, and I liked. Um, and what's kind of fun too, um, still talking about the Marvel movies, a lot of how I felt about some of these Marvel movies, my opinion has changed. Like I used to hate Iron Man too. After rewatching it, I used to knock it down, saying it's just a bridge for the Avengers. It's just a mm-hmm. it's a garbage movie. It's like you know what, it has its place. At this point, you know, with with so much going on, there's yet a great introduction. It it kind of starts to key you into everything. It's 
it's not a bad feeder movie, but it still mm. kind of serves as the bridge movie to ultimately get you to the Avengers. More well, I think too, like when they first started all these, right? It's like y'all said, you know, who would have imagined like 15 or 16, 17 movies, like all mm. together, right? So now that they are all together, you can enjoy each one for what mm. it is as like kind of like a chapter in the saga. Whereas when they first came out, you know, we were putting all our hopes and dreams in each one of these movies because you didn't know when they were going to stop. Right, exactly. So that's kind of I think you I think it makes it more fun when you can just kind of relax and just enjoy it. You know what is uh I think the one I've come around the most on over time is uh, Captain America the First Avenger. Mm-hmm. Cuz I really was not interested in Captain America at all, like in trying the not to choke you through the internet right now. <laughs> look, look, look. I like him as a leader of the Avengers. Sure. I wasn't interested in him alone. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. him leading a bunch of soldiers was just like boring. In a spangly outfit. Yeah, I was like, what do I? Why would I want to like watch him fight a war one super dude without other super dudes? You know, because he's not like that super. Mm-hmm. But after watching them all and knowing how the stories progressed and like how Captain America is sort of pivotal to the heart of the entire cinematic universe so far, like mm-hmm. seeing his beginning is like really interesting now to me, like watching it and just seeing how he, he as a character has been so like, he's changed, but he's still been so stalwart, you know, like he, right. is, a, he is a hero through and through, no matter what, and a mm-hmm. good person. And the scene where he jives on the grenade is like the classic, like best. Oh, so I, like good. Best I love that time. moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I loved the whole training time, you know, with him and being super skinny and with, uh, mm-hmm. um, oh my gosh, I was about to call him Robert E. Lee, <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but with like Tommy Lee Jones and like the whole time he's like, gosh, look at him. He's making me cry. Yeah. Get that kid a sandwich and just all this stuff. And well, and it, Stanley Tucci is awesome. Oh my gosh! You know, what what movie so is Stanley you want Tucci? To kill some Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> what movie is Stanley Tucci in where he is not just fantastic? <laughs> I mean, the dude just has like, I don't know. I I just I I love him. I love him, and I love if, this if character. You ever, if you ever want to be afraid of Stanley Tucci, watch The Lovely Bones. Okay. It, have y'all seen that? It. No, I, I saw it. I it just came back that. around to Netflix. Wasn't that? Yeah, um... it's a Peter Jackson movie, and uh, I think it was right after Lord of the Rings, and uh, he plays a, a villain, and it is quite disturbing. Is that the one <laughs> but... where Jennifer Lawrence got her first Oscar nod, or is that, um, no. or is that uh, Winter's Bone? Winter's Bone. That's that one. Okay. Yeah, Lovely I always get Bones those two is, confused. It's very interesting. It's very visually uh, pretty, very good, and then the acting is incredible. Gotcha. But anyway, it's, it's a good movie. It's very unusual. It's not kind of your normal, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what genre it would fit in, but all right. All right. It's cool. worth, it's worth a watch for sure. <laughs> very cool. So what, what have you guys been watching uh, since last month? Hmm. Anything in between anything new, noteworthy, any TV series that you've been uh, checking out or I, I've been on movie-wise. Uh, I was sick for a day, and I watched a couple movies that I really liked. Uh, one of them was uh, "What We Do in the Shadows." Nice, the, uh, yeah, that vampire documentary by the dude whose name I can't pronounce. Who did Taika Waititi? 
yeah, there it is. I never know how to say it. Yeah, that movie was really funny. And director of Thor Ragnarok too. Exactly. Yeah. So I I really enjoyed that movie. As Mm. far as like mockumentary movies go, I think it's up there. It's top notch. Yeah. Like yeah, if you're remotely interested in goofy vampire fun, like I don't know. It's it's. It's a very, I mean, it's the same guys who did uh, Flight of the Concords, so you know, oh, yeah, like amazing. it's gonna be funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got Jermaine from Flight of the Concords in it. That they're all awesome. like New Zealanders, and it's even, it's got the uh, Murray, the manager from Flight of the Concords, is in it as like the leader of uh, like the werewolf gang that's in the movie. <laughs> yes. And this is unreal. So I love that gang. And they're making a spin-off starring those werewolves with possibly the greatest title I've ever seen I've ever seen for a movie, which is We're Wolves. So W E apostrophe R E. That's awesome. <laughs> that's so stupid, but I love it that's so much. That's so good. I love it. <laughs> and then um movie wise, the only other uh, memorable one that I saw is I finally saw the latest Planet of the Apes movie. Oh, which I, nice. thought was, I still yeah. need to see it. Me too. I, I, those Planet that. of the Apes movies, they when they were coming away. out, I thought I when those were coming out, I was like, this is the stupidest idea I've ever seen. Same. Why would anybody want to see mm-hmm. a like reboot to a stupid cheesy sixties? Is in my mind, the last Planet of the Apes movie was just that uh, that. Uh, Tim Burton one. Oh my gosh. It was terrible, you know? I'm like, why would anybody want more of this? Wait, was the Mark garbage? Wahlberg one? Was that a Tim Burton one? Yes. I was pretty sure, yeah. That's yeah. Tim yes. Burton. Oh yeah. my gosh. Know, right? Wow. So just like, oof. Timmy. Oof. Come on, no, Timmy. I feel like no. those movies made made that whole series relevant again. Like, they're, yeah. they're amazing. They really are. And this one is no exception. Like, it's very, very good all the way through it's it's super interesting and well done and the cg like isn't horrible like so many movies that rely on cg and of course you get like andy circus as caesar and he kills it mm-hmm. and it's just a very very good movie um and then tv wise for me i've been on a weird anime kick i've been trying yeah. to like anime i've Yo, never about liked, that anime i've never really been into anime so I've been watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Okay. I'm my way through that, which is a really good, really dark show that I can't watch with the wife anymore because one of the episodes got way too dark and sad. You want to put that evil on your, uh, on your baby? <laughs> yeah, they, they get dark like a father mutating his daughter with a dog to try to like maintain his funding and basically destroying her and killing her and like it's fucking dark and it's really depressing the way that it's (laughs) handled and she was like i'm not watching this anymore and i was like i understand uh um, and then i've been trying to work my way through dragon ball super oh nice the dubbed or no no the uh the, the the original version subtitles and that's really hard for me because as any any kid who grew up watching Dragon Ball Z, you know, you have your voices that you're used to, and having Goku become, like, a 75-year-old Japanese woman all of a sudden is very difficult what? transition to make. Because they've had the same voice for Goku, like, oh. since he was a little kid in Dragon Ball. It's been the same actress. Like, they've never gotten a new actor for him in the Japanese version. So it's just this woman who voices him. And I'm used to a full-grown man voice Goku. Oh, my gosh. So it's really weird to have a different voice that is a woman's voice. But it's 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 something. It's interesting. I'll say that. I think the show suffers a little bit from... uh, 
where I'm at. I've only watched like the first three arcs. It suffers a little bit from just, hey, remember this? Here it is better, though. Here's the more powerful version of this. (laughs) But we'll, it's like, you remember the Dragon Balls? Here's Dragon Balls that are planet size. It's like, whoa, what? Uh, All right, cool. All right. That's interesting. (laughs) Nice. So, yeah. But not bad. Not, not, not bad. Good week. Good good month of watching things for me. I've been liking everything I've seen. So nice. Hey. <laughs> thumbs up. Steel. What have you been? Up. What have you been watching, man? So uh, let's see. So I I haven't been watching as many as I would have liked to. But I did watch um, in preparation for Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I watched the original Blade Runner. Nice. Uh, director's cut. And I hadn't seen it in like I don't know probably almost like 10 years. Yeah. And uh, it was really, I enjoyed it a lot. And um, I'd read a bunch of like different things that people had written about it, why it was their most favorite movie of all time and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I would like elevate it to that status, but for what it is, it's incredible. And he kind of did something like all its own that had never really been done before. So I really enjoyed that, the storytelling and the kind of 1940s detective type theme. Uh, you know, throughout it was kind of, it was, it was really enjoyable. I, I, I enjoyed it and I can't wait to see the new one. Um, I watched, uh, kind of spacing on movies that I've seen, been watching a lot of my wife just had a birthday. So it was her birthday week. So I've been watching a lot of girly movies with her during the week. So that was very interesting. <laughs> but okay. Quick question. The- quick question then. Uh, favorite chick flick movie between you guys. If you had to pick favorite. Uh, P.S. I love you. P.S. I love you. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, I don't know what qualifies as a chick flick, I guess, because I grew up with just my mom and my sister, and like every movie we watched would have maybe been a chick flick, but like Fried yeah. Green Tomatoes, is that a chick oh, flick? Because I really like that one. Yeah, totally. That right? that's, a, that's a good movie. I really that's like really that good. Yeah. I'm a big fan of She's All That because, I mean, it's got She's Freddie Prince Jr. Is that a chick flick? Because I love that movie. Totally. It totally is. I don't know what it is. Like I said, it was just me, my mom, and my sister. So, like, everything we watched was probably a chick flick. But yeah. I don't know. Funny. My less like, bearded version of myself, my mom would say I looked like Freddie Prince Jr. So I was like, if only I could be this cool. High praise. High I know. Praise it's like, you, it's like thanks, friend. mom. <laughs> what about 10 Things I Hate About You? That's a. That one's that's pretty a, good. That one's pretty yeah. good. That's, that's a that's favorite my wife's, of wife's like, for favorite sure. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Mine too. Period, so. Yeah. Classic think, taming of the shrew Shakespeare said. Yeah, like how to it. lose a guy in ten gate ten days as ten, well. How <laughs> to lose a guy, lose a guy, guy in ten days. Yeah. That might be ten real. Dude, I mean, ten dudes is probably enough to turn him if they're really good. So that's maybe, fair. maybe just ten Matthew McConaughey's will get you there. <laughs> oh, and um, another thing too, when you were talking about uh, Taika as well, um, if you're looking for a fun movie to watch with him. Uh, or that he's done Hunt for Wilder People. If you've never seen that mega, I heard it's I amazing. Not. I haven't seen it. Check it out. If you do, do what you got to do to to check it out. Uh, Hunt for Wilder People. It's got uh, Sam Neill is in it. Um, it's all. It has you a bunch me. of New Zealanders I'm and Kiwis. Sold. It's honestly, it's Sam really Neill. cool. It's this, it's this pudgy, <laughs> overweight kid. He's a foster kid, and he just can't really find a foster home, and so the state's just moving him around, and he okay. fancies himself as a hip hop artist. And he gets put out in the middle, like in the bush, like out in the country of New Zealand. And he's just trying to pretend he's a hip hop star. And like they hunt and forage their own food and stuff. So it's like totally rural New Zealand. And uh, he decides he still wants to get out of the situation. So he fakes his own death 
and uh, oh my gosh. makes like a dummy of himself and lights the barn on fire, and then just runs into the woods, <laughs> and then and then Sam Neil basically runs into him and it just kind of goes from there and people think he's been kidnapped or he's been murdered and it just it just kind of goes from there it's very goofy it's got some uh some heartfelt moments in it and uh again it's directed by taika and the guy that yeah. did thor ragnarok and uh what we do in the shadows and flight of the concords and if you like that sensibility that comedy is definitely present in the movie i'm in then i'll definitely have to check it out yeah i love that movie Another show that I saw that I mean, just started, but Blue Planet 2, oh my word, is amazing. Yeah. There's something about, does uh, uh, Attenborough narrate that as well? Yes. That man can just put me to sleep in the best way. I don't know. <laughs> in the right way. Yeah, yeah, he can seriously read me the ingredients to like rat poison, and I'd be like, yes. That sounds, that sounds <laughs> I was, so soothing. I was, <laughs> was re-watching, uh, I think it was the first Planet Earth or whatever with my son, and David Attenborough was talking about these donkeys in the desert, and he's like, and look, a pack of wild asses. <laughs> <laughs> it just made me lose it. I was like, wow, this is, uh, this is hilarious, but oh it, he's gosh. great. Nice. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> And uh, I think another some of the stuff we've been watching as well. We've been getting into some of the Netflix series. Um, we watched uh, Godless. You guys check that out on Netflix? Yeah, it's on my to do list. It's kind of a it's a Western style uh, show. It's a mini series, so it's just a, a self contained like you know mm -hmm. nine or ten episodes or something like that. And it's about this small town in uh, in the Midwest or like kind of like in the Old West where it's like a mining town and almost all the men died in a mining accident. And so there's like maybe two or three men alive in the town. One's like a small kid who's kind of like the, or like a teenager who's now like the sheriff's deputy, one sheriff, the bartender and one old guy. And that's it. Everybody else is women. And, uh, Jeff Daniels is in it plays kind of like a real bad guy that fancies himself a preacher, but is really a sinister dark dude and uh kind of starts making his way to that town because one of his guys leaves the uh leaves the gang and he doesn't really take too kindly to that and kind of wants to run him down and kind of leads him to uh to the town where uh, the show takes place and it's good it's fun if you like westerns it's uh, it's a good show I, I like how you said he didn't take too kindly he didn't take too kindly <laughs> to that boy getting out of his gang <laughs> but uh it's good though it, i mean it, it's fun to see jeff daniels as a bad guy you know, and you kind of get to see some of that in Looper. You get like a small window of what he can do. This is like next level of that. He's got that perfect like all your memories of him are really happy. So when he plays somebody sinister, yeah, you know, scares like, the crap out of you. A lot of gravitas. When you it, think yeah. about it, you think of Dumb and Dumber. Exactly. And then when you see this, you you're like, of, now he's yeah. like cutting people's arms off and shooting I mean, people in the I face. I think of Speed when I think of him. But oh yes, Speed. Oh. <laughs> Man, Speed is so good. I love Speed. That's like that is like McDonald's. That's a movie that's just oh, yeah. so oh, good. This is the most basic, like just straight up front premise. Yeah. Those are the best Keanu movies. He's really good in movies where it's just it's true. this bus has to go fast and yeah. he has to make sure it keeps going fast. Mm -hmm. His dog's dead. He's got to kill the guys who killed his dog. <laughs> Those are what he does best at. No depth. Just, all right, visceral. I'm in. Let's go. Yeah, don't complicate it. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, so good, though. So good. So bad, but so good. Uh, but anyways, guys, uh, that's cool. 
definitely got some good stuff for everyone to kind of check out. Um, before we get into our discussion of our choice this month, which is Christopher Nolan's The Prestige, uh, we're going to do what uh, has kind of become something I like to do is to kind of show the trailer for everybody so they can get a chance to have a, uh, a little refresher. So we'll go ahead and uh, get that guy queued up. Cue it up, cue it up. Yeah, boy. boy. I'm I'm just feeling the dead air. It's, you know, that's what I'm here for. I I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Can't ever, never have silence. Don't waste any time, baby. Exactly. (laughs) Y'all are are too serious. Uh huh. Well, this is is a professional podcast. Yeah. Serious. Very, very serious. Very serious. Yeah. That made me want to say, why so serious? Shoot. We'll get, we're going with the Nolan, the Nolan <laughs> references. Oh, like How'd you like that? How'd you do it? Magic. I'll perform this feat in a manner never before seen by yourselves or any other audience anywhere in the world. The audience loved it. This trip is top-notch. We need to celebrate. A real magician tries to invent something new. It's something that other magicians will scratch their heads over. I suppose you have such a trick. That's your idea. It's the one they're gonna remember me for. What happened? It was the greatest magic trick I've ever seen. I need to know how he does it. He has no trick. It's real. Every great magic trick consists of three acts. The first act is called the pledge. The magician shows you something ordinary. But of course, it probably isn't. The second act is called the turn. He's obsessed with discovering your method. The magician makes this ordinary something do something extraordinary. Now you're looking for the secret. But you won't find it. That's why there's a third act called The Prestige. This is the part with the twists and turns. Where lives hang in the balance. Julie, come on. And you see something shocking you've never seen before. This was built by a man who can actually do what magicians pretend to do. Real magic. I know what you really are. How does he do it? You want the truth. Nothing is impossible. I'm breaking that, bro. No more secrets. Secrets are my life. All right, dudes. That is the prestige. Fantastic, fantastic movie. And so uplifting. I know, right? The most uplifting thing <laughs> ever. It is so good. So good. Um it is honestly one where I know my wife is like, it's so depressing. Why do you like this? I'm like, it's so great. Uh the plot summary. Depressed? I wasn't depressed, but I, I find myself personally uplifted and inspired. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's directed by uh Christopher Nolan, written by Jonathan Nolan and Christopher Nolan. Uh, stars Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman, Scarlett Johansson, Michael Caine, and an awesome appearance by Mr. David Bowie. 
after a tragic no, accident, yeah, exactly. Rest in peace, David Bowie. After a tragic accident, two stage magicians engage in a battle to create the ultimate illusion, while sacrificing everything they have to outwit the other. Is the plot summary as read on uh, on IMDb? And uh, this movie came out in uh, 2006, so it's not uh, not too old, not too old. And uh, I personally enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Um, now, Mega. Yeah, I know this was your first time to see the Prestige. It was indeed. I didn't even know this was a Nolan movie until like after I'd finished it. Really? Crazy. Yeah, oh. I knew not. I I remembered it coming out like vaguely, and like that's it. I just remembered it was a thing that came out, and I was I never saw it, but then mm-hmm. now I did, and I did. I really did enjoy it. I have to say. I mean, it was. Can we talk? Are we, when do we get into spoilers? This is a spoiler. I can't remember if we do spoilers. Here. Sure. Honestly, at this point, I'm because gonna... this was announced like almost a month in advance, if you haven't seen the Prestige, stop the podcast now or leave the stream. Come back later and uh, catch up when you get a chance to. Yeah. Go ahead and go ahead because right. we usually announce these at the beginning of the month to give yeah. people a this few weeks. This is well a known. To watch people it. know what they're. You don't come into the AV club. Having not seen the movie. <laughs> don't yes, talk right? about movies. It's like, it's like going to a book club and being like, don't spoil the ending. You've had the book for a month. All yeah, right, exactly. Time. Totally. All right. And, so and it's been a decade. So Yeah, yeah and it's been out, out since 2006 out. as well. It has so. been out since 2006. That's also fair. <laughs> yeah. That's a fair point. Oh, that's so weird to overall, think. It's over a decade old. Wow. It is, right? Isn't that, that's really weird. Mm. Overall, really like the movie. Um, just a cool story of revenge and one-upsmanship mm-hmm. you know that that was interesting but two things that immediately stood out to me or three things that immediately stood out to me with the writing while watching it was it did classic hollywood script writing where you start and end with like the same thing like you state the thing it starts with the michael kane speech that was just in the trailer that just yes. played and it ends with that exact same like speech being told that's classic if you can if you can get the same idea stated twice once at the beginning and once at the end of your movie great if you can have it be literally the exact same scene even better mm-hmm. like that's that's perfect like hollywood writing that yeah it's I love just like a solid movies. bookend yeah 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 you begin and you end and of course it's a three-act structure that he's talking about which mm-hmm. obviously relates again to film um Another thing about the writing I, I love in this movie, uh, my favorite thing about it was the the like pacing of it, how it was told. It was like very jumpy in time, with mm-hmm. it being them both reading each other's journals, but like it overlapping, even though one's reading the other's journal after he knows the other's read his. And like it was like a whole the way it was told mm-hmm. was just very interesting. Uh, the way that they yeah, wrote it like didn't. that. And they didn't uh, hold your hand with the with the jump back mm-hmm. and forth. I had no, to kind of like stop all. and think, like, wait, wait. Yeah, we, sometimes you're like, now? you're like, are we at the future? Are we flashing back right now? Or yeah. is this him? Yeah, president. You got to go by. Does Hugh Jackman have a limp right now? Yeah. Right. So you can tell where you're at in the plot. Uh, but I, I enjoyed that though. I liked having the, the oh, non-linear storytelling because I love non-linear storytelling. Yeah, and it's one of those like you're not 100 percent sure that that's happening, and then eventually you start to figure it out. But mm-hmm. and I love it how um the way that they describe the three acts like i mm-hmm. like even like whenever um whenever mrs mcfly and i are talking about movies i i refer to you know the um either you know the point of either the climax or you know when things start to shift i always call it the the turn the, the, that the, the turn yeah that's always just that that's now like common nomenclature for mm-hmm. me when i when i talk about a movie is the turn um 
and it's gosh it's so baller and so cool like it's, it it's almost a movie where it's like it's almost too smart for its own good in a way my favorite thing about the movie though uh with little writing things mm -hmm. for me is that it can entirely be summed up by the one line uh, that Hugh Jackman has when he sent Scarlett Johansson. I can't remember any characters' names. Sorry. I've only seen it once, so it's not going to stick with me too much. But uh, Hugh Jackman's character, uh, he sends Scarlett Johansson to spy on Christian Bale, and mm -hmm. he says, you're, you're going to lie to him by telling the truth. And this entire movie was lying to you by like telling the truth. Every single twist or turn or whatever you want to call anything, we were in also it lied to. Was blatantly said to you in the movie at some point. Mm -hmm. Like, like he uses a double. He was using a double. It was explain it immediately. The the twist of the movie, right? But explained. we keep thinking there's yeah. something deeper, right? Exactly. Exactly. We're on, we're because on they Jackman's told us mindset. the truth. Yeah, because they told us the truth, we expect something more. Mm -hmm. Like the entire movie can be summed up like with that. There's some sort of and that's of exactly machine. how Michael Caine says it as well. Yeah. He's like, you're always exactly. like, you're always expecting something more. It's exactly. not you just can't take something away. You got to bring it back. You have to uh -huh. you have to show it to us. You, we yeah. have to be shown it for us to really accept it's, it and believe it's it. It's so perfect how they do the uh, the trick. The reveal mm -hmm. of the trick to, yes. to distract us even more. Which one? Like, uh, the, the, the Christian Bale's trick, trick the, or Hugh Jackman's yeah, Christian trick? Bale's trick. Christian Bale's trick. How they okay. do it where Hugh Jackman, we see his reaction to the trick, but we don't see the trick. I love that. And, 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 you're, yeah, everyone's and, we're, just like, and we're like, what the fuck was the trick? Yeah, what do you and do? Because we're, because we're so focused on that. We don't even like pay attention to the fact that Michael Caine just gave us the answer to the whole movie. Like... He just gave us the reveal, but we're so sucked in that we're like, what was the trick? We're we're thinking about problem a over here. It's misdirection. It's literally magic misdirection in the movie when mm -hmm. you're watching it. We're like, the directors are like, look over here. Look at look at this. What's the trick? What's the trick? And Michael yep. Caine's like, this is the actual reveal of the movie. He's right like, this here, is what it is. Pay here. attention. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> What's over there? And it's a Christopher Nolan movie, so you should know that Michael Caine is always right, and he has the answer. That's right. <laughs> You're just not thinking about it. Uh, the the it's such a it was a really cool movie. It was, it was cool interesting movie, too. Like there's a lot of parallels. Like you already talked about it with the diaries, how they're each reading the mm -hmm. other's diary in different moments in time, and how they're each playing the other uh, yes. through what's been revealed and what hasn't been revealed. And then you've got, uh, you know, you already talked about the the, the three acts, you know, with mm -hmm. writing and, and the movies. Yeah. And then also, you know, you have uh, like we're spectating in the movie and then you watch them be spectators of, of the magic. And then I think he mentioned it uh, at some point in the movie where he said, you know, uh, you're disappointed uh, when you find out the truth and you really don't want to know the truth you know you kind of want to move past that and you see it like when he shows um uh christian bale shows his wife the bullet trick the bullet catch yes he's like yeah. oh well that's not so impressive and he's like well it's actually quite dangerous and he's like trying to yeah, build he's still trying again. to hype it up to her yeah, yeah and, and she's almost... like oh now that i know this is kind of dumb <laughs> it's like well that's why i didn't want to tell you yeah. Well, and it's almost how we feel at the end of the movie once you mm -hmm. realize what was really going on. Yep. And, yeah, and, they and, actually made it. And all that was lost oh, too. I mean, you're just kind of like, wow, that's kind of that's kind of terrible, right. you know. And so you yeah. kind of have that same experience that they leave you with. I think on purpose. But has there ever been a movie where somebody is 
more willing to go to lengths for revenge or one-upsmanship than to basically kill themselves over and over times. again. Like <laughs> yeah, like an infinite times. amount of Yeah, it's 100. Just he does 100 day appearance. Dude. Yeah. yeah like, or just to oh say, hey, God. I made the trick better. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, interesting because it wasn't even necessarily revenge at a point because Hugh Jackman straight up says at one point, he's like, I don't care about my wife. I just like, want to beat him now. He just hates this guy and mm -hmm. wants to beat him so badly. He wants to take well, everything I, from him. And, and he wants to take the, the trick thing from him. That was really interesting is you watch these kids. He didn't start out that way. He started out like really heartbroken and you see mm -hmm. them kind of just devolve into this like horrible, you know, human whatever. They're just, they turn into these like, addicted to uh one-upping the other really because it's mm -hmm. not even revenge as much as mm -hmm. it they just wanted it he said at the end of the movie i win he's like what <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> you won. it's like what did you really win like you know there's there was really nothing to be gained by it i mean yeah. other than just you know com continuing to sink sink down further and further and further and i don't know for me like also too there's just there's an interesting parallel with um really just kind of like with other things, just not just movie making, but also just, you know, how far are you willing to go for mm -hmm. anything? Like, especially if it's, you know, to succeed in something, you know, are you willing to go to like this nth degree? And are is you it willing worth to get it? your hands dirty? Yeah, you exactly. You know, to, to quote the movie. Yeah. Are you willing yeah. to get your hands dirty? And yeah. at one point, does it stop being worth it? And when, I mean, and at what cost too? Like, you know, you're succeeding, but you know, at, at what cost or what is it? Is the juice worth the squeeze? Um, mm -hmm. You know, and it's one of those things where it's, it's, uh, and then not only that too, just the parallels within um, cinematic storytelling as well. I mean, movies are essentially kind of like one big magic trick as well. They're trying to mm -hmm. fool you just, even just for like a Christian Bale's character talks about it. Even if you could fool him for just like a second, just a second, you you've won you did it um right movies for a great movie you'll never take a moment to think wow this is stupid or they screwed this up if you don't ever um think that then the movie succeeded i think yeah and or if you have an emotional response even right because they've yeah. convinced you of a reality that is doesn't exist right and so that's part of one of the reasons why i love this movie so much is because of the parallels to just, you know, just magicians and just the pursuit of greatness or perfection or, you know, being the best, but also, you know, with, um, it's very meta in the description of uh, movie making itself. It's a movie essentially, you know, talking about, um, movie making and also how far are you willing to go to make the perfect movie? I mean, some of these guys and directors kind of literally just run their life into the ground. I mean, one of the best examples mm -hmm. is probably Stanley Kubrick, you know, someone that literally drove himself to his death because he wanted it his way, perfect and better than anybody else. And it's, um, I don't know to me, that's just, it makes it just, it's a fantastic movie. This is like an essential. Like if I were to have, you know, like a top hundred movies that I would have on a desert Island, this would definitely be one of them for sure. It's a very good movie when it comes to movie making. Like, I, I, I agree with you. I could see it as an essential. As someone who'd never seen it before, I can already see that. Just, as, like, even in the way it works in its themes in, like, the background, like Edison and Tesla being just, like, background characters, that's, like, perfect. Same themes going exactly. on. Of yeah, it's still the same them. issue. Uh, yeah, Somebody's yeah. fighting against somebody like, else, yeah. but it's the same like idea. They, they talk explicitly... 
about, I don't know what's going on. My wife's making some noise. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with, or, or, or sorry, Tesla has the uh, energy coil and everybody has to just Edison trying to talk bad about us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His alternating currents. And it's like, that's the same type of thing that they would be doing to each other, the yeah. main characters of the movie. It's like, no, like, this is the original transported man. Well, this is the new transported man. This is the yeah. real transported man. It's like, it's, yeah, it's the for, same thing. When, he, when Bale said, you know, forgive Angier, he did his best, you know, when he's hanging from the ceiling. Oh, whatever. I loved that too, with the double, and he catches the double and has him hanging on the rope coming down. And he's yeah. like, I'm across the street. It very much felt like a, that's like a Las Vegas kind of thing in a way. You know, like Vegas mm-hmm. showmanship. Like, hey, was that also Hugh Jackman just playing that guy? Yes, uh, yes. With, with, yeah, just I with. They, the I was really team. hoping that they just found an actor who looked just like Hugh Jackman. That would have been but, like, so amazing. Different. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I didn't want to look it up because I just wanted to believe that it wasn't <laughs> like him. Oh, that's a shame. Another uh, thing I really love about this movie is the visuals of it. You know, just some of the scenes like the uh, uh, Tesla. Um, when he's with Andy Serkis and he, and he shows that field lit up with all the light bulbs and the oh, snow. Oh, love that shot. And, that was really uh, cool. And then e- even just, you know, the panning of the, of the mountain village, you know, with the snow and the mountains and mm-hmm. just some of the, the, just visually some of the stuff he did is just really cool. And, uh, and that mountain scene actually reminded me of Batman. I was like, is this stock footage from Batman Begins? <laughs> like, is, is that yeah. the village? Where- <laughs> you can see some sensibilities from it. Yeah, sure. but um, but yeah, just visually how he 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 like crafts some of these really cool shots, and at the same time you're thinking, oh, this is amazing. Is this science? Is this magic? How is he doing it? Because even us in like our modern age, we're like, how did they do this? There's, there's no wires. There's no nothing, yeah. you know. And so that was its own magic show in a way, and that was really really cool. I just accepted by the end that Tesla was basically an actual wizard. Yeah, <laughs> the end of the movie. pretty much. Like, I mean, they right. essentially call him a wizard. Yeah, I mean, he somehow uses a ball of electricity to, like, clone Hugh Jackman over and over again. Or mm-hmm. whatever. I thought that that was, uh, that's one of the things that the movie that I liked. It's like, it's kind of its twist at the end was that there was no twist, you know? Yeah, it right. really like, is what it is. It sets is. you up, it plays on your expectations that there's going to be some sort of, like, mm-hmm. bigger reveal. Like, oh, okay. The you see all the cloned hats and the cloned cats, and you're like, okay, but that was all in the journal that he planted, so that was probably all fake, and there's probably some sort of like turn, like the guy who drowned in the water was probably really the double the whole time or something like that, you yeah. know? Yeah. And then, but then no, it's just okay. He actually cloned himself a hundred times or mm-hmm. something weird like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I loved I loved how the scene how the the movie opens with that all the top hats, you know, in that, mm-hmm. uh, in the woods. And then how they, they come back to that at the end. You're like, Oh my gosh. You know, and like all the water no tanks and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. it's so crazy. It's it. Ugh, they, they show it. They, te- they almost hand it to you Yeah. without saying it, but they have just showed it to you. And I love that. They literally just hold it right in front of you. And just say, they hey, you both they give you both reveals the whole time. Like I said, like they lie to you by telling the truth because they even have uh, Christian Bale's wife knows the whole time 
that he is more than one person. Like, she knows, but she doesn't. She, know. she knows, but she doesn't. But like they give that us that amazing. huge yeah. clue the whole time. Mm -hmm. Like you love me today, you don't love me other days. Like, yeah, or it's not true. You today. don't actually love me, and you have this character that the whole time he's there, you're just like, why doesn't this guy ever talk? Who the hell is this guy? Like it's like yeah. irritating. You want it, like you mm -hmm. know, there's something up with him. Well, and, reason, and like you said, yeah. Michael, like you said, Michael Caine says he uses the double, and we're like, nah, exactly. that can't be it. Yeah, <laughs> it's too obvious. It's like, yeah, no, that's, that's too simple. Right He's got to be yeah. doing it something. Another thing that I, I just thought of is a bit interesting is with um with his wife. You know, she's she can kind of tell, but she's not quite sure. And I remember there's a scene early on before Christian Bale's character starts doing his own act and he's still an assistant where the guy smashes the cage with the bird in it and the mm -hmm. little kid starts to cry um it's it's right before they start to date and i guess get married at that point yeah, yeah, yeah. and right, the little boy's like he killed it and the kid just he knows he knows something's wrong and he knows mm -hmm. what's up and you know it's a very innocent person is able to see through all the bs you know, yeah. mm -hmm. an untainted mind. And mm -hmm. I guess someone like her who isn't involved in all the conspiracy and just the one upmanship and the showmanship, she's able to see like something's different. You know, you're not who you are. Like there's, she's just able to tell, yeah. I don't know if there's meant to be a parallel there between that or not, but I can see it. And, and, and that's, that scene also lets you in right away that Christian Bale is like, he, he, hi, he has big secrets because we mm -hmm. see right after that the bird is dead, like mm -hmm. that the bird that he shows him that's fine isn't the same bird. And right there, the fact that it isn't the same bird, yeah, is just another clue that it's not gonna like it's not the same Christian Bale a lot of the time. Like there's two right. Christian Bales, one dies and the other other one is the same one. You know, yeah. One uh, loves the brunette, one loves um Scarjo, Scarjo, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rebecca Hall, Rebecca Hall. That's who it is. There Rebecca Hall. Um, oh man, I had something I wanted to say, but I think oh, and they set up they set up uh, Christian Bale's arc right in the beginning too with the uh with the old man the old asian man right mm -hmm. who is living the gimmick yeah and he calls it yeah he calls it because that's what this he's doing is the act he's like i know this because i'm doing that yeah like oh that's interesting i didn't even think that he was already yeah. living it mm -hmm. I mean, yeah so he could recognize yeah. someone that did it as well yeah it's like it's crazy man. yeah it takes one to know one and it makes sense why he says his trick is he says early on, like, I'm the only one who can do my trick. Yeah. Because he has dedicated his entire life to this one magic trick. Like, yep. Which is also is very interesting as well, because if you go back, I mean, I've I've had the, the privilege of seeing this movie multiple times. And when you start to see your first introductions to the character, when you see them as plants in the audience for other magicians, still being magician assistants, you see Fallon, a.k.a. Um, the other brother. Uh, Christian Bale's yeah. brother is in the audience with him every time, either next to him or as they're panning down the rows. It's one, two, three. Interesting. Are, he is always there. If you look, you can see it. You can. It's very subtle, but he is there. And Son so it's. I know I it's plain sight. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like it's there, you just don't know it, and I love it. And um, gosh, it's it's such a great. It's it's a great magic trick. It's it's a cinematic magic trick. They give you everything to see it, but you don't have every little piece to piece it together until the end. 
unless it's, you know the keyword or unless you know the key. Yeah. Kind of like the, the, the key to the cipher in the way, too. It's just literally movie misdirection because mm-hmm. Nolan knows what you're looking at, what you're interested in the whole time to mm-hmm. the point where you don't look for the obvious answer that's right in front of you, which is exactly what magic is like. Right. Well, it's crazy, just- man. What was interesting too, I feel like in some ways, the uh, when uh, David Bowie was talking about how you know you you can only make one leap at a time, right? If you mm-hmm. take too many leaps, people won't go with you. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I hope I hope you have better luck than I did, kind of a thing. And I feel like it's the same in everything, really, like movies or anything. You know, people have oh that was so ahead of its time, you know, and now it's commonplace. You can only but, be so innovative or only so progressive at one time. Like if you go too far. Mm-hmm. or too hardcore people won't do it i guess you can kind of mm-hmm. say there's a parallel with that with peter jackson and the high frame rate the 60 fps or 48 mm-hmm. fps movies that he tried to do Ugh. yeah <laughs> i saw it it was weird and honestly it made <laughs> it, it made weird. 3d look better um i i worked at a movie oh, I, theater I at the time that, it did it actually made 3d look a lot better um but but yeah i i totally agree well, yeah, when they pitched it to, you know, the, the last, uh, he said, you know, I need a hundred shows. They bring in that big producer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he sees the trick and he's like, you're going to need to dress it up and dumb it down. Essentially. He said, you need to make it to where people can believe that it's not real. Yeah. You need to make them doubt just for a little bit and then yeah. bring them back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. I thought that was an interesting comment, commentary on the whole scenario. Yeah. Agreed. Because, I mean, and also you can go back to when you see uh, Christian Bale do the trick for the first time, but we're watching from the audience perspective. We're not watching the stage anymore for the end of the trick. The room is just stunned and there's like maybe one clap and that's it. Well, yeah. And they said like it's too simple, right? They said they said he's an amazing magician, but he has no showmanship. He doesn't mm-hmm. know how to, mm-hmm. how to work the crowd. Right. He gets it later, obviously, but mm-hmm. well, thanks to ScarJo. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I can make you great. She was very willing to turn on. Uh, on well, I mean, she he made it pretty abundantly clear that she was really nothing more than Expendable a tool at that point. to him. Yeah, she was yeah, really seen fair. as an assistant or an errand person at that point. I guess she fell tossed though, to the curb. I wouldn't feel like uh, Christian Bale was going to view me as anything more than that either when. Both of them were so clearly obsessed with their rivalry. Right, well, exactly. You know, I, I also was, didn't I see much of the s- other brother with his relationship with her. That's though. true. We didn't. We didn't. Well, we don't. I mean, I don't know how much we saw, but we. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it seems like I, it's hard to tell who is who exactly of the doubles, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, the the it's one. Safe I feel to like say the one who died was the one who loved Scarlett Johansson, right? No, I think it Wasn't was the. It? I think he. It was the family man. You think the family man is the one who died because of the way he reacts to the daughter? Yeah, and the way he the way he changes okay, his okay, mind yeah, to say, you're right, you're right. "Is she going to the workhouse?" Tell him I changed my mind. Yeah, and so okay, I think okay, I think okay. he's the one that passes away, which I think also makes the death that much more sad for him with his sad. execution, or like um, just you know because he's losing um, what's left everything. of his life. Yeah, he's now his yeah. his his wife c- killed herself. His daughter is maybe going to a situation he doesn't know if she'll be safe, and he's about to be uh, killed as well. It's interesting, though, because, like, you watch these guys, and they obviously have capacity for love, but they, like, they fill it with the, you know, with their magic, basically. Their their obsession is greater than than anything else to them. Right. It's Mm -hmm. like Tesla says, like, the obsession consumes or whatever. Like, he says... 
that he loved his wife or whatever, or that they love Scarlett Johansson, but they don't really, at least yeah. not in the way that I experience love or know right. love, because I wouldn't be like, so... yeah. If I love somebody, I wouldn't be willing to let them die so I could continue doing my magic trick. Exactly. You know, like, I would come clean with my wife, I would think, eventually. You know? Yeah. Well, there's an interesting comment, too, what, what he says at the end when Christian Bale's kind of, they're being, you know, honest with each other, I guess, for the first time, mm -hmm. is he said, you know, we each had half a life and that was enough for us. Mm -hmm. And that's crazy to think I about. Know. You know, their profession was everything to them and they lived half. Uh -huh. It's nuts. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine yeah I, I don't know if i could do it it's one of those things like i i would not see anything as worth pushing that hard you know i would have called uncle much sooner but but man it, it's interesting to watch these you know basically two trains coming right at each other like you know who's gonna survive and honestly really neither really succeed yeah i mean so, so, any flaws with the movie guys i mean <laughs> Not many, not many. My only thing is I think we could have maybe had them appear more like they were friends early on. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, more, when they, more prelude yeah. to everything. And the rivalry like really escalates quickly is mm. another thing with like no consequences to anybody. Like yeah. it was just weird that like only when one of them allegedly murdered the other did somebody finally call the cops not when one like shot off the other one's fingers or like <laughs> right oh my god call the cops dude what are you doing like, yeah i mean in a way no, the, the escalation like, is kind of justified yeah. though i mean he he tied a knot that michael kane said it's not a good wet knot it's going to swell and she's not going to get out i just finally realized why he can't remember which knot he tied oh yeah because like, the other brother before. tied it the other brother did it yeah that's why he can't remember did that's like but you think you think <laughs> on that note that you think that they would have talked about it right You're like dude what knot did you tie maybe and, and also time, one of the things that i that i just remembered as well i i believe one of the brothers is the magician the showman and the mm -hmm. other, I believe, is the Michael Caine character, the architect of the, the support. Act. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like the way that. that he's yelling at him in the shop, he's like, "Why can't you outsmart him? Why can't you yeah. figure him out?" One of them yeah. is clearly the brain; the other yes. is the one that comes across That's with the showman true. in the execution. I think and, that is definitely right. Yeah, and so I guess maybe yeah, the one that maybe tied the the bolder knot, the more dangerous knot, I think was the showman. Whereas the technical mm -hmm. guy probably wouldn't have even thought to do that. He's like, no, that's that's too risky. It's that's too gonna, much of it's a gonna risk, jeopardize yeah. the trick. Um They really had shit or bad planning, sorry. <laughs> it's all uh, right. For uh <laughs> for the situation where something bad happens with the trick. You would think yeah. that glass doesn't need to be so thick that Michael Caine I know, can't break right? it. And also, why are we letting the old man swing the axe? You got Wolverine and Batman right here. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, so he's there. Like, they clearly have a contingency. Yeah. Have they tested this contingency one time? <laughs> Took him, like, ten swings to break the glass, dude. Yeah, like, like, you should make this, like, three swings max. And, like, hold on. You're about 30 years younger than me. You swing. Yeah. You swing, yeah. young man. You go go get it. That, sir. You have a six-pack. I have a singular ab. You you go for it. <laughs> One thing that was kind of ironic and funny uh, in some ways is that, you know, obviously uh, one of Bale's minor tricks was the bullet catch. Mm -hmm. And he literally he literally caught the bullet with his hand uh -huh. when he shoots him. 
thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. Uh, I like the um Oh goodness gracious. No 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 brain. Don't lose. We would say Oh, one of my favorite lines, one of my favorite parts of the movie is when after the fact when you understand why he says it, when Michael Caine tells Hugh Jackman that he was lying about what it's like to drown. Oh my gosh. Because yeah, obviously that, that mm-hmm. knowing what it's like to drown has made it easier for him to do what he's been doing for a hundred shows, you know, like right. yep. he stepped into the tank and died. At least part of him has to remember that it's, it's supposed to be home, like going right? home. Yeah. And then Michael Caine lets him know, no, every version of you that died, died in horrible agony. Yeah. You're crazy. Yeah. You're <laughs> yeah. gone, dude. You have, yeah. you, you're no longer a part of the human race. You're done. Well, not to mention, you know, what he thinks about his wife. If he ever, I mean, he's so egocentric at that point, but yeah. you know, yeah. understanding that, that even makes it worse. Mm. Wasn't it interesting though, that Michael Caine turned on him at the end to help uh to help rescue the girl yeah that's kind of interesting because he was like loyal to a fault with this guy through the whole thing you know burying the other guy alive and uh doing all that other stuff he went he went to some pretty intense lengths uh up until the end Mm -hmm. he really did Michael Caine, like he said, obsession is a young man's game. Mm-hmm. I guess he he got too old for that. Nonsense. Yeah, he's like, I can't handle this. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting though because he never. Yeah, I guess he did tell him to back off. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he basically say, told him like, stop it. This is going to consume you. I mean, and we Mega or somebody mentioned it earlier that you know Tesla had even warned uh, warned a huge after the same thing. Like you know, mm-hmm. just th- there's nothing good that's going to come of this machine. It will consume you. If you open right. it, like do yourself a favor and just bury it, drop it in the ocean and bury it. Don't even use it. So wouldn't, wouldn't you think, I mean, maybe it's just part of like the storytelling, you know, but wouldn't you think like Tesla bears some responsibility for making the machine? Like he doesn't, he at doesn't. what point do you say, do you walk away and say, no, like I'm, I'm not even going to make this. But he also, um, Hugh Jackman, like he called him out and said, you know, but you know, a man, that has great ambition as well, you know, that I'm never going to stop. So if I don't find it with you, I'm going to find it with somebody else. So you might as well. Yeah, that's it. true. And I think Tesla is somebody in the movie who has also has great ambition and is more interested in and the science, pushing the boundaries than yeah, he is that's anything true. else. Mm-hmm. You know? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, so guys, it, ta- it sounds like we had uh, some good thoughts. So Hugh Jackman truly was the greatest showman is what we learned. Indeed. I thought that was now I want to go see the greatest showman after, after seeing does, this and talking about this. Does he also die a hundred times in the greatest showman or what? He lives. Is he even a magician in the greatest showman or is he? No. Oh, dang. No. That would have been so great. It, but, I mean, it's, but it's the same thing. Like he, you know, when he talks, when he, the scene where he's under the stage and it's driving him crazy because he craves mm-hmm. the applause of the people. Yeah. It's that same kind of driving mm-hmm. force that, that stirs him in, in that movie. You know, there's almost in, I think it happens in a lot of movies, but you know, people it's that allure of fame and stardom and it kind of starts to turn you mm-hmm. if you can, if you get too addicted to it, but right. Anyway. Alrighty guys, that's going to kind of bring us to the end here. I'm trying to keep us in the, the 90 minute marker. I know we could probably talk about this movie for a lot longer, but yes, excellent, excellent talks, man. (laughs) And uh, Mega and uh, Steel, thank you so much for joining us again. I'd love to get you guys back on sometime soon. 
Um, but before we Just close, give me down, more homework. Yeah, exactly for sure. <laughs> uh, we will announce the uh, the next movie. I usually wait until uh, the first week of the month. That way, we know what's coming and going to all the streaming platforms, and then that way I can uh, take a look, see what's still there, and then uh, I usually try to make a choice by the end of the first week of the month. And so, if you're um, wanting to, you know, know what that selection is as soon as possible, you can follow me on uh, Twitter. You can find me um, at Captain McFly TV. You can also follow the channel here on uh, Twitch, twitch.tv slash Captain McFly. Uh, and if you want to join us live, you can hang out with us live and, uh, you know, join in on the, the chat and the, in the discourse in there and uh, hear us talk about it in real time. Uh, we also post it um, after the fact. So you've, you can hear this on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Anchor.fm, YouTube, and then uh, in our VODs and collection on, uh, on Twitch as well. Um, and before we close out, uh, Mega, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at twitch.tv slash Megamagwitch where I stream every day starting around 10 a.m. if I wake up on time and we play a lot of... <laughs> we play a lot of Fortnite. We do... It really doesn't matter what we play. We do a lot of discussing. I, I, I do a lot of talk with the chat. That's my, that's my jam. So whatever you want to talk about, you want to talk about movies, come stop by. Talk about movies with me, all right? Talk about Hugh Jackman's rock and bod and how he should have been the one swinging the axe. <laughs> Let's do it. It'll be a great time, I promise. <laughs> awesome. And uh, Stu Man, where can we find you on the internet if you would like to be found on the internet? It's a very good question. <laughs> I think you asked me that last time. I will. I will be in both of y'all's um, uh, digital forums, following <laughs> you in your adventures, and uh, and I'll, I'll have to find another place for me to find a digital place, my place in this world, as it were. <laughs> Well, guys, just I do. Him, just give him your address. Yeah, yeah just, exactly. just give us your home address. It's, it's <laughs> just to send Amazon gifts. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, that's going to do us for uh, for this uh, episode of AV Club. I'll see you guys next month. Watch some good movies and stuff. Be ready for some great cinematic greatness and discussions for next time. And we'll see you guys later. We're going to switch over to playing uh, some Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild here on the channel. We're working our way through Great Master game. Mode. I know, best game ever. It's so good. It's and so uh, good. I know. If that interests you, feel free to hang out with us. Mm -hmm. Or um, if you're interested in video games and you're listening to this after the fact, we'd love to come hang out with you as well. We play a little bit of everything. So thank you so much, guys. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys. See ya. Later. Nice talking with you guys. Alright, dudes and dudettes, we're gonna start switching over to playing some Zelda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do need 